the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. It's Sunday and time for the Fish Community Lighthouse. Shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore. thing. I hope you're having a, a good day here. I, I know we are at Pause Atlanta. It's another busy day for us. What's a busy day mean? Lots of foster and adoption appointments. That's very good. People are but coming in to find their forever friend. They are. And then also, I don't think so much today, but uh, I know earlier in the week, we get an awful lot of dogs and cats through owner surrenders. Mm. You know, that, that keeps the staff busy too, you know, dealing with all of those appointments because people will bring the animals in. We've got to bring them into our clinic. Our clinic team's got to look at them to make sure that they're okay before we accept them. And so, yeah, it it involves a lot of people and a lot of steps before we actually accept a surrendered animal. Do you find that when the pandemic happened, a lot of people were adopting pets? Are you finding any of them bringing the pets back now that the pandemic is not as serious as it was? We are seeing some of that, but not anything to a point that's alarming us. We are seeing a lot of owner surrenders that we think are coming from folks who have been displaced out of apartments they were renting and are now no longer allowed to have animals. Mm. And then I was going to say the other trend, and wasn't just our shelter, and it wasn't just the metro area, it was a, a national trend last year, is the number of animals being abandoned at shelters. So we had 160 animals left at our front gate last year. Wow. You know, I mean, it's a really traumatic thing to put the animals through. But, you know, it, it, at least if folks, you know, tie the dogs to the fence or put cats in a carrier, you know, that's at least a step. But I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night my staff had to come out here because there were dogs or cats running around in our parking lot because people had just literally opened the doors of their cars pushed the animals out and drove away. Wow. Just heartbreaking. Wow. I mean, I think they mean well. They think they're doing what they can by getting the dog to a place where they hope it will get good care, but that's not the right way to do it. What, no, no. And we've, we've got on our security footage, you know, people throwing dogs and cats over our fence. Mm. Uh, it, and you're right. I mean, I, I think they're trying to do the right thing, but it just so traumatizes the animals and it takes us a long time to get them to start to trust human beings again. Mm. 
I love your heart. It is not a surprise to me that you are the executive director of Paul's <laughs> Atlanta. Hello, Joe Labriola. Welcome to the Fish Community Lighthouse. We love to shine the spotlight on local nonprofits that are doing a ton of good in Atlanta. And Paws, Paws Atlanta has been doing a lot of good in Atlanta for a very, very long time. Can you give us a little history and a little back end on how Paws came to be? I, I sure can. And first of all, thanks for the opportunity to help us promote what it is that we do so that we can expand our community. Um, I am proud to say that Paws Atlanta is the state's oldest no-kill shelter. We've been in business since 1955, and it started out with a group of concerned citizens that were really worried about the euthanasia rates at shelters in Georgia, and they just said there's got to be a better way. So they did bake sales and car washes, and they raised enough money to buy a piece of property that had a house on it, and that was the original shelter. And over the past 56, 57 years, we've acquired pieces of adjacent property, added buildings and infrastructure. And last year, you know, we ended up adopting out almost 750 animals into loving forever homes. That is incredible. I can already see a big 60th birthday anniversary coming up. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're going to put little tiaras on all of the animals at pause. (laughs) Well, a lot had to happen in order for you to be thriving for so long. So let's just kind of start with the whole process of what is happening at PAWS. And I know you've got a lot of different departments and you grew from something very small to becoming something very large. You offer a lot of different things in Atlanta. And the number one thing we always focus on is adopting and adopting your forever family member. So what's it like when you say, okay, I want to adopt a pet. You log on to your website. You log on to pawsatlanta.org and you see, you see you've got a space for cats, you have a space for dogs, and then, you know, your heart starts to melt. So what happens to that person who's listening right now saying, I do want to adopt a cat or a dog? So, you know, one of the things that we do to try and make it easy for folks is get them to our website. They can see all of the cats and dogs that we currently have available, and then they can put some smart search criteria in that will help filter out cats or dogs that don't meet the criteria that works for them. And then we ask them to uh, put together, you know, a pretty simple online application form and submit it to us. And during COVID, we went to an appointment-only model just for safety reasons. And what we're finding is that model continues to serve us well because the applications go to one of our adoption counselors, They will review it, and oftentimes people will have selected a dog or a cat that they've fallen in love with. But based on our review of the application, we might find, for example, that there's another dog or cat in the home, and that dog may not be so well-behaved around other animals. And what it avoids is people coming in, meeting animals, and then being told this animal isn't really a good match for you. But it allows our adoption counselors to suggest other cats and dogs that might be a better match. And then once we've selected, here's the animal or animals that they want to come and do a meet and greet, we'll schedule an appointment. And only about half of our animals are actually on site. The other half are living in foster homes. So we need to make arrangements for the foster parents to bring their animals in for the potential adopters to meet. What you are creating is a relationship. And that's so important 
important on your end because you do have the person who wishes to make an adoption. You've got their well, you know, you've got their interest in mind, but it's really about the wellness for the animal and if it's the right fit. It's not just, I want that one. Okay, take it. You really have to go through a process. You're so right. And, and, you know, part of the role that we play here is because cats and dogs don't have voices. We have to be their advocate. And the last thing we want to do is place an animal someplace where it's really not set up for success, only to have it come back days or weeks or months later. It's it's another traumatizing event in an animal's life that's already had trauma in it. And reintroducing them back into a shelter environment, we can see that they start to degrade pretty quickly. So you know, we do our, our darndest to make sure that, you know, animals are placed in homes where, you know, it looks like it's going to have a really high success rate. Well, you're doing a wonderful work at Paws Atlanta, and people really trust you so much so that they do leave animals on your doorstep, animals that they can't care for. And whereas that's not the best way to take care of an animal that you're not able to take care of any longer, we have to talk about that because that's been happening a lot. Your workers will find out in the middle of the night that somebody has left a cat or a dog on your doorstep. So talk a tiny bit about that. But then speak about what you should do if you are in a position where you're not able to care for that cat or dog that has been a family member for so long. Yeah, we have seen not just locally, but you know, a national trend over the past year or so of just a, an enormous increase in people abandoning animals at shelters front gate. Uh, you know, my staff never quite knows what they're going to be walking into any morning because there could be a dog or two or three or four tied to the front gate. Um, We've had people who just pull into our parking lot, open the door and push cats and dogs out into the parking lot. And our our shelter's on a pretty busy highway and we're always worried that the dogs or cats are going to get hit. And so if you are unable to care for an animal, there are shelters throughout the Metro Atlanta area. Best bet is to call and contact them and just understand what the surrender process is. I mean, we've got a surrender process. We get an awful lot of cats and dogs through owner surrenders. And basically, it's a very simple application. They call, they schedule an appointment, and then they bring the animals in. Our clinic team assesses them, and then if everything's okay, then we'll accept the animals. And it's just a much more humane and kind way to transfer animals from an owner to a shelter as opposed to just dumping them. It's just so unfair to the animals. And quite frankly, it's unfair to the staff because walking up to a a dog, you have no idea if that dog is aggressive or not, if it's got a bite history, if it's reactive to, uh, to people. And, you know, I'm always worried about the the health and well-being and safety of my staff being asked to deal with with dogs that they just have no history with. It's a wonderful service that you are offering people if they have an animal that they're just not able to care for. Do the right thing. Log on to pauseatlanta.org and connect with people that will genuinely care for the animal and for you as well. It's not an easy situation on any end, but there is a right way to take care of that pet in the best way. Let's talk about something fun. Not too long ago in February, (laughs) you helped a lot of people feed a lot of animals with the Big Give. This is a big gift to Atlanta. Can you just share what happened during the Big Give? Oh, absolutely. And this is another program that we're incredibly proud of. And it's something that we started back during the height of COVID. We recognized there were a lot of people during the shutdown that had lost their jobs. 
And the last thing we want to ever have to hear is somebody is surrendering or abandoning an animal because they can't afford to feed it. So we have a pet food bank seven days a week that's open. People can come. They tell us, you know, what kind of dogs and cats they have, how many, are they looking for dry or wet food, and we will provide them with that free of charge. And then what we do a couple of times a year is we have something called the Big Give. And that's where it's a big drive-through event where people basically just get into our parking lot, get into the queue, they get up to the food station, they tell the volunteers, this is what I'm looking for, the trunk gets loaded, and people drive away. And we just did one. We were really pleased the DeKalb uh, County Police were the volunteers. So we had five officers here who were handing food out to the community. And I think it was just a, a really great example of a partnership of two organizations whose mission is to serve the community, really doing good things for the community. I would love to sign up to volunteer at your next big give. I think that's an amazing, amazing service that you bring to Atlanta. Let's talk about volunteers because that's another really great space. It's really good to be the giver. It's so good to be giving on the other side, and especially for people that love pets. So perhaps helping with the big give is one way for people to volunteer. Could you share some of the volunteer opportunities at Paws Atlanta? Um, Absolutely. And volunteers are the lifeblood of our organization. So there are multiple ways that volunteers can support us. We have folks that show up on a regular basis, and all they do is socialize cats and dogs. It it could be taking dogs out for walks. Uh, It could be getting them out in our dog enrichment area and letting them run wild for a while. But it's a way for the animals to get used to what kind of a normal life is outside of the shelter. Something that we, we do on a very regular basis is host organization or corporate groups of volunteers. We've actually got one on site today where a dozen or so employees come and do whatever it is we need them to do on site. Uh, So, you know, today they'll be policing and picking up branches off of our off-leash wooded trail area. Um, We've got some painting that needs to be done. We've got some administrative work that needs to be done. So it's a great way for companies who really want to be good community partners to give back. And then another way that we get volunteers to help us out, the other program that we've got is our public vaccination clinics. So every other Sunday, we host these clinics and we provide low-cost vaccinations, preventative medicines. You can get your your animal microchip, uh, nail trims. And so we're always looking for volunteers to help us man those, uh, those events because, once again, it's a much-needed service that's required in the community, and we offer really competitive rates because, you know, we we know a lot of people are struggling financially these days. If you're looking for a special place to volunteer in Atlanta, pauseatlanta.org has got the volunteer information right on the front page of their webpage, or if you'd like to give a gift, a donation. Paws Atlanta is a private, not-for-profit, 501c3 charitable organization. They don't receive any funding from federal, state, or county governments, and it's very, very important that we help them in every way that we can. And since it's a 501c3, that means that it's a tax-deductible gift on your end, and you will receive a tax-deductible receipt. 
That's not the reason you're going to do it. You're going to do it for the pets and for the people of Atlanta. That's the heart behind PAWS, PAWS Atlanta. I'd like to know a little bit more about this puppy therapy. So uh, another program that we have, and just I thought it was just a brilliant idea from one of the members of our staff, and what we do is host puppy therapy sessions where we go into either colleges and universities, senior living communities, and we do an awful lot of corporate gigs where we will bring a half a dozen well-behaved dogs. And if we've got puppies on site, we'll bring the puppies. And it really is a way for the, the communities that are hosting the events for them to get some downtime and to just love on these animals. And it's a great stress reliever. Um, I remember being at a corporate event where we had puppy therapy, and I remember this woman came out of the building, and she was very eloquently dressed in black from head to toe, and she made a beeline over because she got a look at the dog I was tending to, and she held that white dog for about a half hour, and then when she when I finally was able to grab it back from her mm-hmm. um, because she was having so much fun, she was covered from head to toe in white hair, but she just had the biggest grin on her mm. face, and she said, this has been my best day at work ever. Oh. And so, you know, what we're doing is just providing a way for people to release some of the stress, some of the tension that they have in their day-to-day lives. I know we've got a puppy therapy session coming up in another week or two at Emory University. So, you know, there's lots of folks that really see this as a great way for them to offer students, organization members or their employees a great way to de-stress in the middle of the day. During both of my daughters and their college experience, the puppies, the dogs would always show up during finals week. Exactly. And how great was it for them to be able to walk out of a building and to see some people with some dogs and just go pet a dog, just go give love and get love back after a real stressful situation. I really can only imagine how much good you've done for Atlanta through this pandemic. So I thank you very much for that. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we recognize the important and vital role that companion animals played helping people deal with the loneliness and the isolation and and the feelings of being disconnected during the pandemic. It was just one of those labors of love because we knew every dog or cat we placed was really going to make a a meaningful difference and, and really transform their new owners' lives. And there's some friends that'll look at pauseatlanta.org and see a cat or see a dog that they very much wish could be theirs. And maybe they're not in a situation where that pet can be theirs, but they just fall in love with it so much. There's a secret crush club they could become a part of and make sure that that animal they fall in love with does get to go to a good home. Absolutely. Our secret crush club is a for people to help us place animals more quickly. And so what they basically do is they pick up the tab for the adoption fee. So if somebody comes in and says, that's the dog or that's the cat for me, and we believe that it's a good match that's going to last, there's no fee charge to the adopter unless they want to make a donation. And what we find is, you know, there are an awful lot of folks that really would like to adopt a dog or cat, but may not have the financial wherewithal to cover the adoption fee. It's a great it's a great way for us to place that animal and oftentimes it comes as a complete surprise to the new adopter that there's no fee associated with the adoption. 
You have got all the bases covered at Paws Atlanta. PawsAtlanta.org. There's just not enough time on this Fish Community Lighthouse show to really brag on all of the amazing opportunities, whether it be for volunteering or for giving or for fostering or for adopting a pet. Joe Labriola from Paws Atlanta. Thank you so much for being a part of this Fish Community Lighthouse. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fish Community Lighthouse, shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish, WFSH, FM, and HD, Athens, Atlanta. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. Oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the pro. You will carry me safe to shore Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.